Welcome to an election edition of Perspectives. I'm Joanne Rideout. On today's show, I speak with candidates in the May 21st election for position three on the Port of Astoria Commission, Scott McLean and Bill Hunsinger. My first guest is Scott McLean. He's a retired Coast Guard Chief Petty Officer and the owner of the local small business Clatsop Coin. He is also currently an employee of the Port of Astoria. This program was pre-recorded. Well, my name is Scott McLean. I'm a retired Coast Guard Chief Petty Officer. Uh, was in the Coast Guard for 28 years, retired in 2006. I opened up Clatsop Coin downtown. It was, I had a storefront for four years and did a million dollars worth of deposits at our local bank. Uh, new landlord bought the building, did a fabulous job of rehabbing that building. Uh, it was so cool watching from the inside out. Uh, and when it got to the point of really needing the inside of my building, he decided to not renew my lease, which was smart for him because then I'd have to work around him. And uh, So where is your business now? Well, I went the other end of a cell phone. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, I work out of a secure storage area and just as people need me, I am available. And Why, why are you running for the port? Well, I've spent the last four years as a part-time security officer down at the port. Um, and the security officers in any business know a lot more than what you think they know. They, they open up their eyes. There's, that's part of the job. Uh, and you get a chance to see not only the inside politics, but the inside infrastructure of, of things. And you get to know what's broke and how long it's been broke and or if it's broke again, uh, and what, what gets fixed and who fixes it. And it's really an interesting four-year observation period that I, that I had a chance to take. Uh, and I took it. And it was one of those part-time jobs that just sort of was interesting. Well, so now that led you to think that a place on the commission would be good for you. People who read the Daily Astorian um, local newspaper here have read about the port's financial troubles. So if you were elected, I imagine that's one of the issues you would try to help address. So what do you see, what have you seen since you've been there, and what are your so solutions to some of these things? The port recently put together a ad hoc financial committee that had six or seven members, three of them were bankers or bank-related uh, we had uh, Kevin Leahy from the CEDAR program, uh, South, South Campus uh, Small Business Development. And Kevin's got some great uh, insights for how we to reach out for outside organizations uh, because he's worked with a lot of people. And I think we, the port needs to listen to the ad hoc committee's response. They're, they're just now in the final report stage of that and I think we need to really look at that to say you know these are the banker brains of the Astoria and these are the the business brains of Astoria and let's look and pay attention to what they're doing or what they're recommending and actually take steps to it you know the the port's 119 109 years old it was uh, 1910 uh, when it was established uh, there's a lot of, in 109 years, there's been a lot of business, uh, both good and bad, done at the port. Uh, that's why we have 
plays called Shanghai and Astoria. <laughs> uh, we get, we go through and uh, we need to look at our past practices, uh, all the way back past practices, uh, both financially and maintenance-wise and stuff, and uh, take a look, see where we were, see what we've done, learn from it, uh, put our heads together, uh, seek wisdom, and, and press forward into uh, a recovery mode. They've got some great plans. they got or some great recommendations, not plans, uh, for the port. And what the port needs to do is step up and pay attention to. One of the things that the people who have lived in Astoria for since the, at least the mid-2000s remembers that the port had a strategic plan, that there was a great deal of public input went into that. And, and it, as far as we can tell, at least from the public's point of view, it looks like that hasn't been implemented. Now there's a new strategic plan. Do you, what do you know about that plan? The current in-print strategic plan was wrote in 2010. That's supposed to be updated every seven to ten years, somewhere in there. Um, and we have got another one that's just at the, the delivery line almost. Uh, it's in birthing pains in the way of editing and uh, final approvals of stuff, uh, which is a multi-committee input looking at um, all the facets of the port. Uh, there, there are so many uh, trinkets down there in the way of things to look at that this new strategic plan is going to be a gem uh, just because it gives good directions of where we need to go uh, and learn from past past mistakes. And we hear a lot in the news about what the port's weaknesses are. What do you see as the port's strengths going forward? I think it's the personnel, not only the employees, not only the commission, people on the commission, but also those vendors interacting with us. We've got some great, I've seen some great contractor vehicles on board that that have um, has integrity uh, in what they do. Uh, a lot of those know their little niche. Uh, let them drill holes and plumb and do electricity. Uh, but could they run a, a radio studio? No. Could could you, Joan, uh, you know, do one of their contractor jobs? No, I doubt it. You know, we all have our specialties, and we need to uh, seek the best we can get. Uh, and have a plan for them to follow. One of the things that people, if they, even if they don't know much about the port of Astoria, uh, know that the port was, at least up until recently, exporting logs. Um, and that stopped because of tariff issues. Could you talk a little bit about that and what's happening right now with logs at the port? Well, the, we were having about 12 log ships a year. Uh, that whole entire process from the woodsman up in the hill to the longshoremen on the ship uh, during peak seasons, meaning there's actually a ship there, uh, took about 50 to 75 people, I believe. Uh, with, the, with no ships coming in, that sort of cuts down everything. And, you know, what do you do with logs now? Uh, the logs were 
part of the Trump tariffs that the port has nothing to do with, other than suffering our lack of lack of logs to export. Uh, and you can only export a private grown log. You can't export a state or a federal log. So therefore, one of the stopgap measures that um, Astoria product, Forest Products have done was they're doing a thinning project out on state land and they're trucking those down to the port and we're binding them, putting them on a barge and sending them to Southern Oregon for a domestic product. With the lack of uh, international ships sort of ha has our hands tied, but there's a lot of maintenance going on on equipment, uh, both on port equipment and uh, other outside uh, contractor equipment. Uh, what do you do when you have downtime? We're sort of getting to the end of our time. Is there anything else that you want voters to know about you or to know about um, your intentions to run and, and why you're a candidate? Well, I'm running for the Port of Astoria and I'm running for the county. The, the footprint of the port is the entire county. Yesterday I was out toward um, Highway 26 and Highway 53 out in that direction. Uh, Monday I was out in Mist. Uh, took 202 all the way out, handing out brochures, putting up some, some signs. And it's totally amazing what people don't know about our government. Not only the port, but the other county governments. Um, so my, my, one of my things I want to do is ask the port to do a, a booth at the county fair to say, this is what we are, this is what we do, this is why. Uh, and that would be a good, a good project for the other, uh, agencies, whether that be your, your county health districts, um, your water districts, your fire protection districts. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that were just asking me oddball questions about different parts of their government. Uh, I apparently went up to this house. They said it was 40 years old and they never had a elected official or candidate come knocking on their door. And it's like, really? I thought that's what politicians did. Well, okay. Thank you very much for being here today with us. I would ask for people to, to vote for me. I would be amiss if I didn't ask that. Uh, I thank you for the opportunity to serve. Uh, I have been community service, whether uh, as a youth, a teenager, or in 28 years of Coast Guard all my life, you know, if we will. And it's just another, another chapter to serve in. If you're just joining me, you're listening to a pre-recorded election edition of Perspectives on Coast Community Radio, 91.9 FM Astoria and 89.5 FM Tillamook. I'm Joanne Rideout. I'm speaking with candidates for Position 3 on the Port of Astoria Commission in the May 21st special election. I just concluded an interview with candidate Scott McLean. Up next is my interview with incumbent Bill Hunsinger. I care about the people of Clatsop County, and I really care about the Port of Astoria. So I decided to run again, even though at this time uh, the port seems to be in some serious financial trouble. But also, I, uh, I'm very happy with the financial uh, committee that we put in place that has definitely... Uh, 
cleared up some issues for me, and it. Uh, I decided to stay four more years, even though it may take 10 years, according to the bank president from uh, Seaside that's on the commission, but I'd certainly like to help turn things around. So transparency will be a huge issue with me, and... Uh, that's where I'm at at this time, and so that's why I'm running again. Can you tell us a little bit about how those problems came about, that the, the port just seems to be in, in trouble right now? Well, those problems have definitely escalated over the last four and a half years. When you look at uh, how the money is spent, as I do, I'm the I get to the meetings an hour before, research everything that I can, and I have periodic meetings with our financial director. But one of the things that bother me the most is over the last four and a half years, we've spent $792,000 on attorney fees. It's almost $200,000 a year. And we haven't taken care of our infrastructure and the money that we take in from our tenants uh, doesn't go for maintenance. It goes elsewhere. And one of them, one of the keys is obviously attorney fees, but there's multiple um, other places that that money go instead of taking care of the port. And that definitely came out of the finance committee. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, we put ourselves in a situation over the last four and a half years where the trust, the credibility, and virtually the port of Astoria is toxic. And how are you going to reclaim the trust of the people if you have four o'clock meetings in the afternoon on Tuesdays and you aren't publishing the agenda the way it should be published? And so the, the taxpayers and voters of Clatsop County finally see an issue that they'd like to talk on, but they have to work till five o'clock. I'm a person that feels that everybody, you know, should have a voice, especially South County. And uh, I've tried to get meetings in South County from the commission, but somehow it falls on deaf ears. And I've talked to the port manager about it also. But, you know... (laughs) We've did it to ourselves. Even though there's commissioners that ask for information, we don't get it and ask for something to do. And this new uh, last two years, we put in port policies that uh, doesn't uh, assure the public uh, that they're going to get the answers to their questions that they ask me and other commissioners. So if we don't, start paying attention we're never going to regain that trust and that's what I feel is a major problem with what's going on at the Port of Astoria. Well what do you see as the path forward from here? So say you're re-elected what 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 do you think the port should be doing? Well the first thing is you need to put your strategic plan in place. There's 22 other ports in the state of Oregon And the Port of Astoria is the farthest behind of any of them. And the other thing is, you're not even going to get looked at by the state of Oregon or by the feds or anybody to get grants uh, 
or a chance to get money to help you build uh, your infrastructure back uh, by the way you've handled things so far. We had a grant for one and a half million dollars. Signed the papers, we sent in our application. We were the last public or private entity out of the 200. We were the 40th one and the last one to receive that money. And so we, our application said we were shovel ready. We had the money, match money. Everything was fine. And it was supposed to be in the 215-16 budget and the 216-17 budget, uh, half of the $660,000. So we'd been putting a little over three hundred each year in our budget to take care of this. After both those budget cycles, our port manager and the chairman of the commission accepted the grant. And we didn't have the money to pay it. And then we were told, and the state was told, that, oh, well, FEMA is going to pay the grant. Well, FEMA told the port management twice, no, we don't pay that. Each problem that you have is separate. And the port came up with $17 million worth of damage. And the thing was, we didn't have any... uh, maintenance plan showing that we had did maintenance over the last five years on what we determined as as damage. So, you know, I, I looked into a huge dam facility in California, and they wanted almost a billion dollars, and they got 300 and some million for the same reason. But when you single out one project, then that's project may receive 2.2 million but there's nothing in there that says that FEMA's going to pay match that's a separate issue but we were led to believe as commissioners that that was going to happen that was a huge miscue because we didn't get back the information to ODOT which was an ODOT grant in time for somebody who was the 41st or the 42nd uh, public entity or private entity to be able to accept that money. So that money went back into the state's coffer. And if you think the state's going to give us any money after we've did something like that, I think you're terribly wrong because I've talked to them. And, uh, you know, at the state level right now, I don't know, unless we make enormous changes, um, you know, to the way we do business. We are going to continue to be in serious trouble, but probably a change in management would probably be our best bet. Well, in articles that I've read in the Daily Astorian, they've talked about the port possibly selling off property. What do you think of that idea? I'm 100% against selling any port property. It's public property. We are not a private institution. We're a public institution. We worked hard to get that property. Our forefathers got it for us. Ports are supposed to be looking to buy property, not sell property to make up for management, huge management mistakes. Like I told you, $792,000 worth of lawyer fees in four years is incredible. I've talked to companies that are major companies with a lot more employees in the Port of Astoria. They average between five and $10,000 a year 
sometimes we play 30, 40,000 a month is insane. And that, you know, that it looks like to me, and, and we don't get the paperwork. There's nine different lawyer firms that got that, uh, that received that money over the last four and a half years. And I don't even know the names of some of them. But, you know, we need to pay attention where our money's going. If we're going to be a commissioner, we need to treat that money like it's ours, not money that we can just spend wherever the hell we oh, wherever we want to. You know, I mean, if you're going to take this job, you need to be serious about it, even though you only get paid $50 a meeting. But, you know, you have to have the respect of the voters that voted for you. One of the things that people who don't maybe don't know anything about the port can see is that uh, there there have been over the past number of years log handling at the port, and that's that's dropped off because of tariff issues. What's the what's happening with log handling right now? There's a ship there today, isn't there? That just came in. Yeah, we have yeah. a full load of logs going out of there today. It's the last one that we're going to have for a while again until this tariff issue is settled. This tariff issue has hurt this community and the Port of Astoria a lot. You know, when uh, I was part of the commission, in fact, I've been on the commission 12 years, I was part of the commission that brought log loading back to the Port of Astoria. We're going to have issues. You know, I, I look at Longview now, they do a lot of barging you know, down the river and load logs at, at uh, uh, Warehouser's Log Dock in, in Longview and also up at Central Dock from the bridge up. So I'm not so sure, you know, with, and they bring it in on rail also. And obviously this is a good time now. DeFazio is uh, the transportation guy and obviously Wyden. We've got people in place right now. Our all the the ports have a bunch of port people, uh, uh, a commissioner and a, and a, and a, uh, executive director go to Washington D.C., but you don't go there and say we need 17 million to rebuild the port. You go there with one item. You put a bunch of items on the wall in paper, and you keep ripping them off until you find it the item that all the commissioners and the staff agree on, and that's the item you go to the federal government and and talk to your federal senators and congressmen about this is what we need. Because if you go there with a whole pile of stuff, they just look at you. If you go with one thing and you concentrate on it, you got a chance to get it done. But this, this commission and this administration has not been to Washington, D.C., with anything like that, and if our failures were uh, addressed at that level, maybe there'd be federal money to help us out. But we don't do that. We have to change the direction we go. We spend $10,000 a year marketing uh, uh, of the Port of Astoria. Aberdeen went out and spent a million and a half dollars, and they're They've now two or three times they've been small port of the year on the West Coast because of what they've done. So, you know, it's a direction that we have to look at, and we can't keep going down the same road that we've been going down. So just our one last question. Um, so what do you think the port's greatest strengths are going forward? 
Well, our greatest strength is water, okay? We have two marinas. We have a central dock. And we've also got the Skippinon Peninsula, you know. And, you know, I think that we've got to look at that resource. The other thing is that, like I said, DeFazio being the head of transportation, maybe we can reconnect a railroad from uh, from Klatskanine to uh, Astoria somehow. But we need to go meet with people and talk to them. Another thing is... Uh, you know the the wood products industry. We're, we've sort of worked. We got one company that doesn't want to work with us about shipping some lumber. We used to ship lumber all the time out of the port. We had Calmar lines. We loaded lumber in Astoria. You know that came from Wharton Lumber. Somehow we need to work something out. Maybe we take a half a load of logs and a half a load of lumber. But and the other thing is that we need to do something with the airport. We can't continue to lose money there. We've lost money in the last, you know, in the last two decades. It's never been a winner. We got to figure out a way to make it a winner, but it's we've got to bring some people in there in our industrial park, you know. Instead of worrying about everybody else's industrial park, we got to worry about our own. We have one, you know, but we don't seem to utilize and we've got more property than anybody for crying out loud we need we've got property we but you know people don't want to deal with the port of astoria after you listen to um will and and tim hill from you know um um hayak at tongue point we shouldn't we worked hard to get that and it's doing great now. Well, it would have been doing great now, too, if the port would have sat down and made a lease with those guys. They threw their hands in the air and went and got somebody to buy it because the port wouldn't give them a lease. And look at the problems that we had with Life Flight, for crying out loud. You know, Life Flight's head guy said, we don't need a bond. We've got the money to build. We just need a piece of property to build on. And, you know, we need... the that bond issue for schools we need it for jails obviously and you know when we don't need something you know we spend all this money on on feasibility studies my god they charge us so damn much money i don't know you know what do you guys need all that money for i've asked that question more than once but it's kind of, and then we've had numerous deq fines and I, you know, it. I just think, you know, in my honest opinion, um, what you see is what you get with me. It's it's time for some serious changes to be made. We may have to cut back on staff. We may have to cut back on other stuff, but that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward. So this next budget uh, cycle, which will start the 21st of, uh, I think, this month, it's our first meetings, and with we had three guys on that financial committee that are also on our budget committee, and they've showed us a direction that we need to look at. But first thing is, we need to get the doggone strategic plan in place. It's ridiculous to take that long. It should take a week of hard work by the commission, the staff, and the budget committee people like we did before. It took us a week, and we were done. The state look, frowns on that and frowns on giving back grant money. They frown on stuff like that. So, you know, we never knew 
we gave back the grant. I had to call the grant gal and talk to her, and she said, oh, you gave the grant back. We did what? You know, a port manager does not have the right to give away $1.5 million in grants, and it's wrong. And it should be an issue, but for some reason it's not the issue, but it's part of the issue that we're in trouble. So... We've been talking with Bill Hunsinger, who is currently Position 3 Port Commissioner for the Port of Astoria. He's running for re-election in the May 21st special election. Earlier, I spoke with his opponent, Scott McLean, owner of Clatsop Coin and currently an employee of the Port of Astoria. They are running for the Position 3 seat on the Port of Astoria Commission. A reminder, ballots must be returned to an official ballot drop box located throughout the county or to the Clatsop County Elections Department no later than 8 p.m. on Tuesday, May 21st. Postmarks do not count. This is Perspectives, and I'm your host, Joanne Rideout. The show is brought to you in part by a grant from the Clatsop County Cultural Coalition. The show can be heard on the stations of Coast Community Radio. You can also find show podcasts on the station's website. If you would like to contact us regarding Perspectives, send an email to perspectives at coastradio.org. Thanks for listening.